Goodwill is the monarch of this house. <laughs> this is Mr. Pro Fights Be Like and the Pro Fights Be Like podcast. And we are here with Mr. Jay Harris. How you doing, sir? What's we up, are unacquainted. We enter, we shake hands, we exchange greetings, all that stuff, you know. I'm good, bro. How you doing? You know where I got that from? House of Alpha. I know, but I got it from you though. Remember the oh. uh, episode you did with oh. Stuart Scott? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to open up the podcast that way, man. Uh, that was, uh, I'm trying to think. Was I an alpha? I don't think I was an alpha then when that uh, episode was um, recorded. But I was when like, you right, Fall 12. Fall 12. Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Maybe not. Maybe right around there. I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, but I I definitely had those aspirations, and I just thought that was so cold. No, all pun intended, actually. I just thought it was so cold to see two alphas, you know, broadcasting at once on ESPN, man. Wow. That was crazy, that was, man. That's the only show that Stuart and I ever did together. Wow. And we're going to talk about him a little bit later, too. We're we going to get into the good brother Stuart Scott. Rest in peace. Um, how you doing today, Frat? I'm excellent. I cannot complain. Hey, man. Anytime we above Earth, it's a good day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, man, this Corona is killing our vibe, isn't it? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Um, I mean, you know, it, with that going on, um, I I always try to answer the question you asked me before the same way. Excellent, because um, I am doing fine. Family is healthy. We have food in the refrigerator. Um, we are able to do um, certain things. So I'm, I have no complaints. Uh, my prayers are with uh, all the other folks who are dealing with it firsthand, who either know someone who has it or has it, or someone who's had it and, and didn't go so well. It's because it's, it's, um, it's, it's a mess, man. It, it's a mess. And um, I, I'm hoping for a vaccine or something soon. Definitely, definitely, for sure, for sure. Troy, what's up, man? What's up, brother? I see you rep- repping your uh, San Francisco 49er hat, man. You already know till we die, man. I feel <laughs> you, I feel you. Sorry about the Super Bowl, bro. Sorry about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, oh, man. It's all good, it's all good. <laughs> Troy and I were in Miami uh, for that Super Bowl. We weren't, you know, together. We were with different friends or whatever, but uh, he was, uh, you know, Pretty upset that Sunday night. Yeah, I didn't even go out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he didn't. Up. He didn't even come out to live on Sundays. I, I came out, <laughs> came home, and went right to sleep. <laughs> oh man, it'd be like that. But nice to meet you, sir. How's it going? It's going well. Good, good, good. Well. Go ahead, yeah. uh, Javon. I'll just hop right in. You know, for sure. You. Yes, sir. So Jay Harris, um, tell mm-hmm. us who you are. You know, where are you from? Where are you born? Let's get in. Let's dig. You know, deep into. You know who you are and how you became, you know, who you are today. Born, born in Norfolk, Virginia. All right. Uh, raised in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Currently live in Bristol, Connecticut. Where have I lived before? Uh, we were in Pittsburgh for 12 years. Um, so went to school at Old Dominion. So I was back in Norfolk for four years after uh, Chapel Hill. Spent some time in DC in Athens, Greece, when I was seven. Wow. Okay. Wow. I miss that, that, that's a cool place. <laughs> so how was Athens? Um, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I'm looking at the my backyard now. I see a bunch of trees. Yeah. Uh, but we're over there. It'd be, it'd be rock. Just pretty, pretty yeah. rock. And the, the coastline and then the, the, the ocean and the food. I still remember the food is the best part. Really? Did you, uh, did you go to any of the other islands too? Probably. I just don't remember. I mean, my mom tells me about it and she, she still tries to talk, speak Greek. I'm like, yeah, okay, old lady. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Cece, what's up? What's up? So my apologies, the time zone thing. And I even called you out. I was like, oh, okay, that's six o'clock my time. And I'm over here. Is it seven or six my time? <laughs> oh, no, it's all good, man. Oh, we, got, we got Mr. J. Harris on, though. How so are you, Mr. Harris? Oh, my bad. Sorry. What's up, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank I you said, very much. I said the same thing. Like, how's it going, sir? <laughs> Thank you very much. Mr. Yeah. My, 
my father was Mr. Harris, and he'd have made you call him Al. So please, I'm, I'm Jack. Call me Jack. I, that's why I was like, you know what? Let me take that back. How's so, um, how's Connecticut? Connecticut's uh, good. good. Um, as far as what do you mean, like the virus, or just in general? Just in general, just living there. Oh yeah, pre-virus, oh. I would assume. Yeah, I, I know. I, we know how it is now. Yeah, I don't. I don't particularly care for Connecticut too much. To be honest with you. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's. I mean, it's okay. Um, it's. It's. It's done well for us. It's where my job is, so that's always a plus. Right. Yeah. Um, we have great neighbors. It's just you know, it's 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 two hours from New York City and two hours from Boston, which is cool. Yeah, that's cool. You're right in the middle. Yeah. Um, to be totally honest, I'd prefer a little bit more diversity. Okay. Uh, I feel you on that. A little bit more things too. to do. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's what it is. You make the best out of wherever you are. Definitely. For sure. For sure. Cool. So um, let's get into those college days. <laughs> okay. Um, where, did you, where did you attend college? Old Dominion University in Norfolk, oh, Virginia. Old Dominion. And, of course, you uh, became an alpha there. Mm -hmm. uh, chapter and when did you cross? New Theta, spring 84. I'm old. Uh, spring 84 <laughs> oh, in the building, man. <laughs> oh, man, taking it back. So uh, why why Alpha? Why did you decide to join the best fraternity in the world? <laughs> oh, my God. Famous plug. How do, I, how, how do I mute Javon on this? <laughs> <laughs> what you got to say about that, 49ers? What you got to say about that? <laughs> Look, I'm going to let y'all have y'all bond the moment. Go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, why, why Alpha File for Fraternity Incorporated? Uh, you know what? I'll be totally honest. And I, my, I, I told you uh, before, um, my best friend, I grew up with him in Chapel Hill. He's a Kappa. He pledged at Carolina. And when I got to ODU, I didn't know a whole lot about fraternities or sororities. So I just, you know, I did my, my due diligence. I looked around, I studied and, and checked out the, the local chapters at ODU and, and the national organizations. And, and I just clicked with the brothers at New Theta. Um, and, and they said uh, after the whole, you know, the, the process of getting to know them said, would you like to, uh, would you like to join? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> So, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, I always tell the story. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And after the first night, I was like, what the hell did I get myself into? <laughs> no, I don't like y'all right now. Y'all done changed up on me. I don't appreciate this. I don't appreciate it at all. Smiling in your face one day, and then it's just a whole nother person the next yeah. day, huh? Oh, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. But, you know. Six weeks and 17 hours and 41 minutes and seven seconds later, it was done. Yes, sir. That I was, uh, that was uh, above ground times, right? So you guys were like literally in the cafeteria, like like got to eat at the same exact time and everything back then, like during yeah. 84? Yeah. Ooh. Man. <laughs> and I went, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never mind, I ain't going to say that. What that um? What? It, that just that just seems so dope, man. Like looking at like thinking, looking at different photos from like the seventies and eighties, and seeing you know alphas, AKs, kappas, deltas, zetas, like everyone, like you know those historic pictures of them like being out on the yard, lined up with you know whatever's around their neck. They all dress the same. Like that just seems so dope to me, and it's a part of black culture. And I kind of wish, you know, that was something we could have, you know, did today, but you know, we ain't gonna talk about that too much. Right. <laughs> um, but how, no. how was like the students like towards you guys, like when y'all were like lined up and doing everything, like did they, did they comment on it or did they just let y'all like, oh, well, they're pledging, let me walk right past. I mean, they've seen it before. Okay. So they were like, okay, there, there they go again. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever witness any of that? Well, of course you did, but um, I guess what were your thoughts, like, if you, like, witnessed, you know, on a campus before you became an alpha, like, seeing, like, oh, there were the omegas over there or the alphas over there. Did you witness that and be like, oh, that's kind of cool or, you know? Um, I don't think I witnessed any. Let me see. I got there. It was fall '83. Did I even? Oh yeah, you were a freshman then. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I pledged. I pledged my second semester, my freshman year. In Sound like Marshall Green. Green lines. <laughs> yeah, spring lines. <laughs> it was the realest. 
Yeah, that will do it. That will make sense as to, you know, why how you didn't catch it. Yeah. Oh, man. Dang it. You were in for a rude awakening, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, how, go oh, ahead, Troy. I was one thing. How was um, homecoming back then? We really didn't have homecoming back then because we didn't have – we. Homecoming normally is, is around football. We didn't have a football team. Oh, okay. All right, we, didn't get, we didn't get one until many years later. Gotcha. So we would try to we would try to do it around basketball or like ah. black alumni reunion weekend, that kind of a thing. But we really didn't have a homecoming per se. Did you all travel a lot? Because I know in this generation we travel everywhere. Did, how was that being Greek? I guess back then did y'all travel a lot or we did. We we traveled. Where did we go? I mean, well, Hampton and Norfolk State were right there. Right. Okay, so yeah. We were, we were always going across town or, or over the water. Uh, my dean of pledges had some folks at A&T, so we went down there over spring break. Where else did we go? Uh, oh, God, all over Virginia, Virginia Union, Virginia State, um, VCU, Virginia Tech. We just, we went everywhere. Nice. Man, six, uh-huh. six years after you guys were, you know, done your – you know, well into the bond. Did y'all go to Freak Nick? I just got to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just, I just got to ask. I feel ask. you. Yeah. I feel you. I never went to Freak Nick. Okay. We, we, we will go to Philly, uh-huh. to the Greek picnic in Philly. Yeah, Philly Greek was big until 2009 when they started shooting. But yes. Philly, Philly Greek was the Greek picnic. Yes, we would, go, we would do that. That was, okay. that was fun. I really enjoyed that. And we also had our own thing. Uh, at Virginia Beach, it was just ours mm-hmm. uh, oh, when, when I got to school, and then it just blew up to Greek Fest and la- over Labor Day weekend, Labor Fest, uh-huh. until that one, I think it was 1988, when all hell broke loose and the city didn't want us anymore and let us know, and <laughs> it, it was it was a mess. It ended up getting me my first job, but it was a mess. Man. Um, I guess, what what would you say was your favorite experience um being an alpha in college hmm. one is there anything in particular like if you travel to you know a party at virginia union university and they had you know eu the band there or you know like some honestly it was probably doing step shows at odu okay all right it was it was you know throwing parties at web center on a friday or a saturday mm-hmm. Come on. Sorry, oh you good you good who's that that's CeCe's dog. Okay. <laughs> well, CeCe, what's your dog's name? Diamond. Diamond. Diamond from Crime Mob? Yeah, we Di- knocking and bucking. No, Diamond, Diamond from Players Club. Oh. That's what the Diamond is. <laughs> but no, Jay, you were saying uh, your favorite. Uh, web, web Center Parties. Uh, uh, for like a dollar to get in for a dollar man raising money for charity uh step shows were yeah my favorite part doing the step shows i got uh, you and, okay. win- and winning the step shows oh yeah for sure you know alpha's up all the time anyway um <laughs> so while while attending uh ODU, odu um uh, what was the moment where you determined that you wanted to enter the field of journalism well, I'd already, I determined that before I got to ODU. I determined that in high school. Oh, what uh, triggered that in high school? Is in 11th grade, took one of those career aptitude tests and scored well on the area of interpersonal skills. Uh-huh. Looked down the list of jobs underneath that particular skill set. And I think journalist was the third one down. I said, oh, okay, that's what I'll be. Really? Wow. Do you remember what second and first was? I have no idea. Oh, well, you stuck with journalism, and that's, you know, that's... Uh, I, like, I like to write. I like to talk. So, I mean, it seemed to fit. So that's definitely. what I wanted to do. Yeah. Why uh, Why sports? You know, I, sports, I didn't... I started out in news. When I, at, when I was in the 11th grade, uh, Brent Musburger's job at CBS Sports was the one I wanted. And I got an opportunity years ago when uh, Brent was with us at ABC and ESPN to tell him that at a big old town meeting. So that was kind of cool for me. Yeah. But uh, news opened up first in radio and in TV and uh, from Virginia to, to Pittsburgh and sports ESPN just kind of happened to be honest with you from a friend of mine who used to be my boss at the Sheridan Broadcasting Radio Network in Pittsburgh. He, he left for ESPN radio and I kept in touch. 
and sent him a tape just to critique it because my, my, my TV, my TV contract uh, was coming to an end and I just wanted his eyes on my, on my work. Yeah. He showed me to some folks at ESPN and he said, they like you. And I said, who likes me? The folks here at ESPN. I said, why are they looking at my tape? I said, because I, I liked it and I showed it to them. Yeah. And they want, they want you to come up for an audition. And um, like the rest is history. Yeah. So let's, let's, uh, let's dive into uh, before ESPN. Um, where were you before ESPN that led up to, you know, so let's go from, you know, ODU graduating all the way up until ESPN. Let's talk about it. Oh, goodness. Okay. I will try to condense this because it, it could be a long story and I can get long winded with it. Um, so ODU graduation back to Chapel Hill with the fellows in my band didn't work out. Man. Yeah, we were, we were good, but you know, it was, we needed to really eat and weren't trying to be starving artists. Kind what of, uh, instrument did you play? Bass, bass guitar. Okay. You still got it? Ah, uh, uh oh. Oh, man. There it is. Oh, he still, he still got it, y'all. Oh, man. My buddy right here. Uh, so, after, um, Chapel Hill, I, uh, I chased love to Washington, D.C. Never do that. <laughs> I, I learned the hard way. You learned the hard way, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you got, I mean, it's a lesson. I guess you just got to learn it sometimes. And, and we learned our lessons. We learned our lesson. Uh, so D.C., I was working at MCI Telecommunications as a customer service rep. And I, it was okay, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. And a friend of mine, also a communications major, she went to Towson State, decided, I don't want to do this. I'm moving to Chicago. I want to be like the next Oprah. And she inspired me. So I got on the phone. I called a friend of mine who happened to be a frat brother of mine, who was a radio news director, who was also a morning TV anchor. He's still the morning TV anchor at the NBC affiliate in Portsmouth. His name Don Roberts. And I said, Don, you remember me from school because I used to network with him and uh, he was at the station where I interned. I don't want to do what I'm doing. I want to do what you're doing. Can you help a brother out? He said, I can give you plenty of experience, but I can't pay you any money. So I was making $16,000 a year in DC and it would be zero to move back to my dad's house in Norfolk and talk to mom and dad. And they were like, well, if that's what you want to do. We got your back. So took my one suit and my two ties and moved from DC back to Norfolk and started working in radio for, for zero until they found a little bit of money in the budget. And it was the best decision I ever made. I got some great experience. Made a lot of mistakes, did some things well, and started building my foundation. Nice. Yeah, that's what's up, man. And it's, you know, um, the parent support, I think, was, was big in there as well. You know, um, it was good to, good to have, you know, supportive parents to, you know, um, back you up whenever you needed that, you know, that motivation. Um, and like you said, like who, you know, who, I mean, some of us, you know, have to go back to our parents' house and, you know, try to figure out where to go, but you took that leap of faith and, you know, and it, you know, propelled you to where you are today. So, yeah. You know what? I almost quit, be honest with you. Cause wow. Zero would, dollars. <laughs> oh, no, when I won the dollars, cause okay. it, was, it was just, well, part of it was the dollars. I, I had, a, <laughs> I had got a, I got a job on the side so I could bring in some money cause I wanted to be responsible. Right. You know, I would send out tapes and, and, and resumes and whatnot and and wouldn't get any re real response because, well, I would get back the thin letter response that we'll keep your resume on file for six months response. Don't call us. We'll call you response. Mm -hmm. And I just got sick and tired of it. And I told my dad, I said, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm going to I'm going to grad school. And I applied to the University of Maryland. And I don't know if it was me or my timing, but Maryland said no. Um, and it was the best no that I ever got. Because if they uh -huh. said yes, you know, I would abandon my journalism career before even got started. Definitely. So wow. what, what, I guess, helped you hang on? Was it that no that kind of gave you the reality check, like maybe I should keep going? Or was it some inspiring words? You said you almost gave up, but I'm trying to figure out, like, because I feel the same way. Like, I feel like I'm in a season of that. So I'm like, what did you... What was that thing that made you just keep going? My dad, because I got the no from, from Maryland. He's like, well, son, I guess you need to get right back on the horse and keep mm -hmm. trying and just keep trying. And I did. So and just was, like that, we yeah, see how, 
how important it is to grow up with a black father because mm-hmm. just imagine if your dad wasn't there to give you that just keep going and yeah who knows what would have happened there so that's definitely great yeah. i mean i think my mom would have said the same thing mm-hmm. um but i was there physically with with my dad because they were divorced my mom was in north carolina my dad was in norfolk um but yeah that that was that was cool it was cool to have him in that in that role giving me that advice at that particular time um and again they had my back so right they were they were cool with me struggling because they saw me trying right i wasn't just hanging out you yeah. uh you said that uh you're kind of like your bro helped you through um espn was that like a smooth transition or like did you have any struggles like getting into espn after that or was it just you know he showed the tape they like you boom you were hired also, what year was that? Uh, when did I start ESPN? It was, it was two, I started in 2003, so it was 2002. To, it was late 2002, because I started February 2003. Uh, and, you know, the process, I guess, was, was easy um, on their part, mm-hmm. because they, once I decided that I was going to do the audition, because um, I was kind of hedging, to be honest with you, and my wife overheard the telephone call. She's like, why don't you just go? <laughs> you watch Sports Center all the time. And your TV's always on ESPN. Why don't you just go? Check it out. <laughs> so I rolled my eyes at her and, you know, it just went. Yeah. And they brought in five of us. I was the third, the third, third person they, were, they wanted to see. And um, I did my, wrote my audition because we write most of our own stuff. There's mm-hmm. some research notes that we get, but we, we, we either write or we can edit anything, everything that we say on the air. And wrote my audition and I did my audition. I, I'd never done a sports highlight before. I just had fun with it. And uh, whatever I did, they liked. And I went back to Pittsburgh and I think the next day my buddy called me and said, you did a great job and they want to hire you. And I was like, that's great, but I don't want to go into sports and I really don't want to work at ESPN. So I don't, I'm, no, I don't want to do it. He said, really? I said, yeah, really. He said, okay, no problem. If there's anything I can do for you, give me a holler. Let me know. So I guess he told them, and they told him, well, we really want him, so call him back. So he oh, called me back the next day. And um, he said, they really want to hire you. So well, tell me about the job. He said, the ESPN News, nights and weekends, all the stuff that I'd already done, uh, nights and weekends and, and working holidays and stuff. I said, well, how, 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 much, how much does it pay? And he gave me the range. And I said, well, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in that range now. I was, I was kind of like in the lower end of that range, but I was, I was kind of in that, in right. that range. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want to move the boy. We had the, the boy. He was like three at the time. I moved the boy, and you know, I don't, it's cold in Connecticut, like it, like it's not cold in Pittsburgh. Okay? <laughs> um, and you know, I just not really feeling it. He said, totally understand. I got you. If there's anything I can do for you, give me a holler. Unbeknownst to me, that woman I told you about before who said, why don't you just go? Yeah. Apparently got on the phone with uh, our friend Fred and said, hey, is this a good opportunity for Jay? Yeah, I really think it is. Okay, he'll be there. I'll take care of it. Thanks, Fred. Bye-bye. <laughs> so... Um, I heard nosy behind. So, um, <laughs> so we, I went back and forth, back and forth with my agent, and we were like, "Well, let's just throw a number at them and see what happens." And yeah, we threw a number at them, and they they didn't meet it, but they got close. Mm-hmm. At that point, because it, it wasn't about the money, but they got close, and we we're like, "We really should probably at least just think about this. Let's just think about it." So we back and forth, thought about it, thought about it. Fred called me, says, "Listen, they want an, they want an, they want an answer by tomorrow at five o'clock." So. Tomorrow, 4.59 came, and I called my agent, and I said, okay, let's do it. You sure? I said, yeah, let's do it. So he called them, go on ESPN, ready to go, hired, done, it's done. Leaving Pittsburgh, going to Connecticut, went to bed that night. Woke up the next morning, I'm not going. Oh, my goodness. I don't want to go. What? (laughs) So, and I, I like telling this story because I always say, fellas, Anybody here married or got a significant other and people raised their hand and said, y'all know how it is when we're about to do something stupid 
and our significant others, they know we're about to do something stupid. We don't know, but they know. You know that look that they give you? It's like, yeah, I know that look. I got, <laughs> I got that look. Oh, man. That look. And she grabbed the legal pad, lined out the middle pros and cons, and the Disney benefits alone make it the best decision that she ever made because I probably would have messed it up. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. 18 years later, we're still here. Oh, wow. That's powerful, man. That's an amazing story. So did you did you play sports in high school, college, or anything? When you say play, you mean like minutes per game or, <laughs> or did, okay. I own a, did I own a uniform? You did, you <laughs> did, you, did you play in the hood? Like, did you go outside and play football? <laughs> or did you play, you know, collegially or organized? I, played, I did. I played basketball. I played JV uh, 10th grade. I didn't play in my 11th grade year because I got a job. Kind of, I kind of needed needed to work, uh, and I tried out for the basketball team uh, in twelfth grade, and I didn't make it. But me and my buddy were the last two cuts, so we decided that we were going to be managers on the team. So we still got to have that experience, and it was fun. Yeah, so I kind of, I kind of played in junior high and high school. Yeah. I didn't play. I was good at football, but everybody got bigger than me, and I didn't want to play football <laughs> anymore. That's usually how that happens, right? Yeah. yeah. Can you, um, since your employee, since your your employer is ESPN, are you able to say like what teams you like root for or anything? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Who are your sports teams? Well, after twelve years in Pittsburgh, it's you know all those teams because I wanted to to live, you know, and not have people mad at me. So. Steelers, oh yeah, I feel you on that. <laughs> Steelers and Pirates and Penguins, and I really have a basketball team um, because after uh, watching. Michael Jordan and the, and, and the Bulls do their thing. I kind of grad, went to individual players and just picked, I'm going to follow this player and I'm going to follow that player. Not so much a team. But, yeah, we, we root. Um, it was, it's more now than back when I first started. They kind of frowned on it then. But now it's kind of like, I mean, we're not being, we're not non-objective. We can still root for our team and tell the truth when we're telling the story about our team. They're like, yeah, you're right. So go ahead. So, yeah, we can root. Definitely. Well, uh, we uh, Bull fans, we can always take more fans. So if you want to come back rooting for the Bulls, no. we'll like that. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jay, yeah. I, with you being in journalism and the current climate now, do you feel like you have any level of responsibility to – express your opinions on like the injustices that we've been obviously talking about even in sports I feel like it wasn't talked about much before but I saw a clip I think she's a sports cast for ESPN her name is Marie I think Maria Taylor yes so I love that piece that she you know in her opinions just being very articulate expressing facts and it is in sports so I just want to get your thoughts on you know which is that do you feel like that's okay or do you feel obligated to do that do you think it's a level of responsibility for journalists to kind of address these things do you think they should be kept separate i think it depends on your on your job um and I, okay i'm um i'm an anchor anchor sports center i'm the the news and information person most of the time i am asking other people their opinions my opinion doesn't matter so that's kind of how I came up in news, being the objective news person. My opinion doesn't matter. I go get the information, I present the information, and then you form your opinion. And I keep my opinions to myself. Um, in, the, in the days of social media, um, seems like everybody has an opinion. So most of the time, if I want to say something, that's where I'll do it. But if a particular story is in the news, and that story is being misrepresented somehow, it is my responsibility to make sure that that story is told truthfully. So, and I, I go back to the, when Colin Kaepernick first decided to, to sit down for the national anthem, and then after talking with Nate Boyer, decided to, to kneel, um, and how it kind of got, well, it wasn't kind of, how it was redirected into something that was against the, the military and the country and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And that narrative started. So every time I did that story, I made sure that I 
destroyed that narrative and talked about the true narrative that she was protesting racial injustice and police brutality during the national anthem and all that other stuff had nothing to do with it. So take that narrative and go somewhere with it. So it depends. There's a way to do it. Right. Um, I have um, expressed a lot of sentiments and opinions on uh, my social media and some on television after George Floyd mm -hmm. uh, and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery, um, like a lot of folks have. And, and I think, especially with George Floyd, it has, it's changed uh, the way people see this issue. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it was that we watched a man die in, in like real time. Um, I don't know if it's because he called out for his mom and all of us have done that. Um, but it seems to have hit differently. Right. I've seen a lot of protests. I, I haven't seen protests last this long. Uh, I've seen a lot of protests. I haven't seen this diversity uh, among these groups that are out here in the street. Um, the, the youth, um, it's, it's different. It's hit different. So I think if there was a time, if, if there's ever been a time to speak up, now is the time. Right. Thank you. I, um, as far as like ESPN, how do you think the, their, you know, how did, uh, how did you feel about their response to, you know, everything that's going on right now? I'll be totally honest with you. I feel pretty good about it. I mean, we had a, we've, we've, I've been involved in see, one meeting in person uh, with, a, with executives where we talked about um, diversity and racism and all those things. And we had a, uh, a meeting, a call because of the, the virus. Um, and it was, it was one of those where, you know, people got on and told stories and bared their souls and talked real talk. And it was, it was really good. And the, the commitment from the top down has been serious, has been steady. And I, I, I get the impression that it's not going to stop. So I, I applaud ESPN and Disney for the response and um, the way it's you know, responded inside the company and outside. Nice. Definitely nice. I actually have one question. Sure. And it's, it was from back during the NFL draft. Um, you know, when they would, you know, they would show the players like, oh, this person, and then they'll start like listing things about them. Do the players say what they want there or do they gather information on themselves? I don't know. Okay. Because it was like T Higgins, he got drafted. Right. Mm -hmm. And his thing was a finalist for 2016 Tennessee, Mr. Baxaball. Um, Sister Kiki played basketball for Middle Tennessee State. Then it had mom Camilla fought drug addiction for 16 years. We're like, yeah, I know. Where, where, where did that come from? Where does that correlate? Yeah. Yeah, like what, what is going on? When you asked that question, I knew exactly where you were going. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it was a topic of conversation and it has been a topic of conversation. Um, I don't know, man. I, 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 I think it was an effort on someone's part to try and humanize these young fellas, but it kind of went overboard. It kind of went. Definitely. Yeah, it was, it was, it was yeah, it, 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 has, it has been addressed. Everybody had all their list of accomplishments and I'm just like, his mom battling drug addiction. Why do we yeah. need to know that? Like, yeah, he wasn't, and he wasn't the only one. There were, there were a lot. Yeah. Of yeah. It like, definitely were. Yeah. We got this, this, and this from way on left field. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, it's kind of like you learn how not to, not to chase love. It's, it's, it's a learning experience for a lot of, for a lot of people. And, and I'll, I'll pull the curtain back even more when, you know, us black folks at ESPN get together and talk about stuff that, you know, we had to deal with forever. A lot of white folks have not had to deal with it. This is, they're like brand new to this because they just haven't had to. So some of those folks have made some mistakes and some of those folks are making an effort to learn so as to not make similar mistakes. So, I mean, I'm not, I like to, 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 
take it from that point and try to move forward with it, mm -hmm. um, realizing that a lot of those mistakes that we've made in the past have been addressed. Definitely, for sure. Um, let's keep the, of course, keep the topic on sports um, since you're an ESPN anchor. Um, one question, um, the Redskins, have you heard anything lately about them uh, changing their name? I know I haven't. You mean what, to what specifically? Yes. No. Um, I was reading something before we started that it was, uh, it's, possible, it's imminent, like in the next few days, it should happen. Really? Oh, wow. That's going to be big. Any guesses? I've been seeing a lot of things, you know, Washington Red Tails. That's probably the main one that I've seen thus far, yeah, I've, I've as far as the name. Times. I like that one. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, I think that'll be real dope. Um, but, you know, we'll see in the next couple of days. Um, as far as high school players, um, you see that, you know, um, some high school players are waking up and saying, hey, I'm going to Howard. I'm going to Hampton. Um, how do you feel about this? Do you think that this is the – transition to HBCU time where Howard's going to be winning national championships. Grambling is going to start winning national championships in football and things of that nature. Well, what are your thoughts? I don't know. I think it, um, it's good to see uh, HBCUs in play with the four and five star athletes. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, um, well, it would be great if they all decided to go to, to HBCUs. And being in college, all of us, you know, you want to go someplace where you're comfortable. Mm -hmm. You want to go someplace where you feel nurtured. You, you want a degree. You want to get your education. Um, I mean, if, even if you're going to be there for a, a year and you want to go to the league uh, in basketball or, or three years and you want to go play football, you still want to be in a place where you want to be. So at the end of the day, if they feel that uh, Howard or, or Hampton or Morgan State or Wisconsin or UCLA or Fresno State is a place where they can be comfortable and, and grow, then, you know, go for it. Do you. Do your thing. But it, it is good to see uh, some of these um, HBCUs in play and, and being chosen because, you know, we, we, we all know um, the legacy. Um, you all know the quality of education that you can get in an HBCU that many have. So I mean, it's, it's, it's good to see. Definitely, for sure. Um, as, far, as far as the exposure-wise, um, do you think now that these, you know, five-star recruits that are about to start going to these HBCUs, will we ever see, like, you know, in the preseason, like a, a Duke versus Howard or something like that on ESPN? That would be so ESPN lit, like, do you yeah. think that they're going to start putting HBCUs on ESPN? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, if you, if you, if you have big-time talent versus big-time talent, kind of the, the schools are kind of like, we don't really care where they go to school. We want to see this person against this person. Gotcha. So, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure we'll see that. That would be crazy. That's, that would be <laughs> lit, man. How, oh, my Howard, goodness. Howard versus Duke. That'd be so crazy. <laughs> yeah, they might start a new rivalry. They right. might forget Duke versus UNC. It might become Duke <laughs> versus Howard then. <laughs> um, on a previous episode, we talked about uh, the top five basketball players of all time. Who do you think is the top five? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not going there? Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> you know why? You know why? Why is that? Why is that? Because there's so many. All right. First of all, generation versus generation, the, the, the game that they played in the 60s versus the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, and now, uh, the rules change, the technology has changed, sneakers have changed, everything has changed. So can you really say that this particular player on this particular team in this generation is better than this particular player on this particular team in this generation? Can you really say that? I mean, you can look at a talent like Michael Jordan and say in any generation, Mike is going to be Mike. Okay, that's great. But then, all right, so what does is, what is greatest mean? Is it, is, it, is, it, is it individual? Is it a jump shot? Is it an all-around game? Is it championships? Where's Bill Russell in this? Is it college and pro? Where is Lou Alcindor slash Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in this? Who was always forgotten? Who was always forgotten? in the greatest of all time conversation, but shouldn't be. Where's Wilt? Who's stopping Wilt? I mean, there's, 
I, I, so I can't. I just, I want to enjoy each person where they were and for what they did. And I, I, I just, I know it sounds like a cop out. I'm sorry. But it's not. You, you basically just told me. So you just went Jordan, Bill Russell, Kareem, <laughs> and then Wilt. So that's your four. All you need is one more. <laughs> do, you, do you have a favorite player you enjoyed watching throughout me through the generations? Like oh, your, growing your, up? Your, your favorite time of basketball? Man, I had a couple. I had a couple. Um, uh, well, Dr. J. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, when I was growing up, uh, David Thompson was like, he was everything. Yeah, to me. I mean, growing up in North Carolina, him in North Carolina State, it was, it was just. My grandfather used to like Phil Ford when he played at Carolina, and I like I like David Thompson in North Carolina State. Um, let's see, I like I like John Havlicek uh, with the, with the Celtics. Uh, yep. He was mm-hmm. just really just smooth with it. Yeah, um, and of course Mike, of course uh, Mike, yes, even sir. though even though he he dunked on me in a pickup game. At he Carolina. did really. Now nope. I appreciate it. I don't, I don't real, real life, Michael Jordan dunked on you. Yeah, well, he wasn't. He was Michael Jordan, but he wasn't Michael Jordan. He was Mike then. Jordan, <laughs> yeah. but, he was, but he was still Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was just. A, he was just. A, and my buddy, my 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 buddy, who's the captain, he was. He played in that. In he was out there, and Mike was up next, and no one wanted to guard him. So I was like, okay, I'll <laughs> I'm, I'll be the sacrificial lamb. And he oh, kind of looked at me like, man, please. <laughs> that's funny and went by me and, and dumped the ball and wearing a pair of green topsiders and my buddy's like ah oh, Michael Jordan dunked on you in a pair of green topsiders ah oh <laughs> man like I'm in a I'm in a great club the Mike the, the Mike got dunked on by Michael Jordan club that's a, I'll take that club hey oh, man, man for real any day huh <laughs> that's funny um so um let's transition to you know earlier I opened up the podcast by saying goodwill is a, is the monarch of this house mm-hmm. and um I referenced that of course from the House of Alpha poem but um when uh you and the late great Stuart Scott were on air you you know you opened up by saying that and of course Stuart Scott threw out threw up the ice and of course you know some people ain't going to catch what you guys were doing in that moment but you know, me being an aspirant of Alpha, I was like, "Oh shoot!" Like they, <laughs> they, they, they really doing that right now. So how I was it working alongside with him, as well as you know, being alongside another fraternity brother within ESPN. Uh, it was that was the only show that we got to do together. Um, he was always late night or out on the road, and I was always uh, evening doing the six o'clock show or in the morning. So I don't, I don't know what happened but we just happened to be scheduled to do that sports center that night and it was it was it was fantastic um him stan barrett also uh yep and just watching him work as a i mean take the take the push the 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 alpha part aside for a second Mm -hmm. just watching him was like being in a master class how he manipulated his highlights how he poured over his lead-ins to make sure that every word was right and said something and meant something and how he would pester the researcher to hey, find me how many shots Allen Iverson had in that game against the Bulls in the 2011 season when he went for 47 and I'm like how first of all how'd you know that second of all how are you going to use that? And he would figure out a way to use it and make it relevant and teach the viewer something. It was just, it was just a masterclass in journalism. Yeah. And he, he gets a lot of, yeah, he was, he was all booyah and cooler the other side of the pillow. And I was like, yeah, he's a lot of flash and blah, blah, blah. But no, he was a writer. He spoke, he was a storyteller and he cared. And that's what sticks that that's Stuart Scott to me. Was he was he like a like a mentor to you during that time? Like, did he give you a lot of help uh, during the time you were you guys were together? I know you guys only did one show, but like outside of that, he was there for phone calls. He was there for uh, bitch sessions. Can I say that? Is that right? Can I say that? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, honestly, we we talk we talk more about um, relationships and, and being dads and, and kids. And then we talked about work to be totally honest with you. Wow. Um, so yeah, he was, he was that guy. He was cool. I miss him. Yeah, definitely. For sure, man. Um, he was a 
a joy to be, you know, to see another black face on, you know, ESPN, man. And um, we, uh, speaking for, you know, all African-Americans, we really appreciate uh, all the African-Americans that are on ESPNU, uh, Jamel Hill, when she was on there, um, which she's about to do something with Kaepernick now, mm-hmm. um, which is crazy how things, you know, come in with full circle. Yeah, no. yeah, definitely. So um, we uh, really appreciate those faces that are on ESPN and you as well and um, with uh, having you join us as well. Um, is there anything outside of journalism that you do? Like, do you have any hobbies or anything? Besides the guitar. My friends in here. Um, <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, cooking dinner. That's uh, I did that today. <laughs> What's your favorite dish? They want it. Uh, you know, spaghetti. My spaghetti is, is world famous and, and no one else's is better. My is spaghetti a meal by itself? It can be. Okay, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> today I did hamburgers on the grill because it was easy. Yep. Um, I like to play golf. Well, golf likes to play me. Depends on the day. Who golfs better, you or Charles Barkley? Oh, I can beat Charles. All right, good. <laughs> let me tell you, Jaden. Now let me tell you something. I don't think you could uh, beat me in golf, but uh, my swing has gotten better over the past fifteen years. And, uh, let me stop. <laughs> I'm sure you can, man. He's a he's a bad golfer. Man. No, but he's a good dude. Yeah, definitely for he's sure, one man. One of the best human beings on the face of the earth. Yeah, definitely. And if I ever, you know, get a chance to meet him. You say what, Cece? Bro, for real, man. And I've I've literally been impersonating his voice since high school, probably since like oh seven, oh eight. Like like I'm like it was because of Ari Spears though, because Ari Spears, I don't Mm -hmm. know if y'all remember that comedy show he did with the Phantom, let me tell you, Kobe, 40 point, 50 point, that whole thing. <laughs> like, ever since then, I've been, like, impersonating Charles Barkley every day. My friends call me Kenny because, you know, Charles Barkley said, let me tell you something, Kenny. Yeah, it's a whole thing that me and my friends do. So, but, yeah, that would, that would, be, that would be exciting. Um, Troll CC, y'all got any more questions for Jay? Yeah. So, I, oh, go ahead, CC. I just want to know, Jay, what's your number? Two. Hey, ain't no lie without a deuce. <laughs> Ain't no lie without a deuce. Cece and I are deuces. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ain't no lie without a deuce. See, I knew, I knew it was something about you, Jay. Like, I feel this energy. I'm like, there's something. Ain't no lie without a deuce. Well, there were just three of us, and uh, one dropped. So it ended up being just the two of us, and they didn't change our numbers. So it was two and three. Oh, for sure. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yes, sir. Deuce Club. I was um I was gonna ask you know just because you know we do have uh, a lot of listeners um as far as anyone that's like going into journalism now like what advice would you have for them? Go into journalism. That would be my advice. Don't don't go into stardom. Don't mm-hmm. go into money. Don't go into I'm a work there and don't. Go into journalism. Go into wanting to be a storyteller. Go into wanting to hone your craft, firm up your foundation, get your writing down, get your speaking down. Go into go into it uh, wanting to work on your ad libbing. Um, go into it uh, wanting to be about the business of journalism, and everything else will take care of itself. That's what I would tell you. Yeah, that's that's, that's great good. advice, uh, especially. Yeah. Um, fun fact. Uh, I wanted to be a journalism major, of course, going to Mizzou, one of the number one journalism schools in the country. And uh, I gave up on that real easy. Uh, but yeah. I know there are, well, see, I was going back and forth between journalism and secondary education, which I ended up becoming a business major um, after all. But I don't know, man. I, uh, I, you know, I still had this passion of, you know, talking to individuals, interviewing things of that nature, which is why, you know, I started the podcast, you know, years later after, you know, graduating. Um, but I don't, I honestly don't know why, why I gave up that dream, but I used to, you know, want to be on the news, Fox two here in St. Louis. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't have a definite answer. Um, I just, That's interesting. I had the same similar story. I'm really communications journalism, and ESPN actually came to my school. I went to a PWI, Cal State Fullerton, and they gave this speech, and I applied for this internship, but I feel like I gave up because I just felt defeated, and I didn't see Black women, and I just felt like I didn't have a place there. 
So I just changed it. Yeah. Changed my, I was like, let me change my trajectory. Um, but I just reflected back. So when, when we were like listening to, that's why I asked you about like, what made you like stick through it and like keep going? Because for me, it was like, I don't even know if I could do this because I don't, I barely see people of color and then I don't even really see women. So it was refreshing years later. I'm starting to see more women of color on television and just really representing us well. And I, I kind of felt like, hmm, if what would have happened if I would have just kind of yeah. stepped through it? But yeah. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, well, I was that advice you gave was so sound. I was like, that's good. I, I was never into journalism. <laughs> <laughs> just let y'all know that right now. That was definitely not me. I've always been the the salesperson. That, you know, I I don't like talking into it. Like even this sometimes is, I guess not to say it's uncomfortable, but I never was like the person that could write something down. Or I always wanted to. Well, I won't say I, not as far as journalism, but I always wanted to do like poetry. Like go to like a little like, like a poetry night. Love Jones. Like, but I can't, I can't do that. It's in front of people like that. I'm like, nah, I can't. I'll probably freeze up. Start. Man. When you when you sell, you have to talk to people, right? Yeah, but that's more so like it's one on one situations, or maybe just a small group if I'm presenting something. Mm-hmm. But it's like a large scale of crowd that, like, I don't know. When I'm selling, I guess it's just, I, I guess it's a different mindset. I don't know. Maybe I'm making too much up in my head, but. I just was like, nah, I probably couldn't see myself doing that. No, I mean, yeah, go ahead, Jay. Well, I was just going to say the the whole one-on-one thing, that is something that as as a journalist, that's your goal. Okay. When when I'm on the set, when I'm talking into the camera, I'm not talking like I never say good morning, everyone, because it's not an everyone. It's good morning to you or just good morning because there's like one, two people in their home that have tuned in to the show, maybe. Um, I, don't, I don't count the folks in the airport, at the airport bar, that, I don't count that. It's, it's, you wanna make that one-on-one connection um, with whoever you're talking to. But, so it's, it's kind of a similar skill set. If, if, if I can connect to that one, if, if, if everyone watching thinks I'm talking to them specifically, then I've done something. You just gave me some advice on how I open up the show instead of saying hello, PBL listener. Hello, P- PBL listener. You know, yeah, okay. Or just say hello. 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 To the show. Okay. Yeah, there we go. I like it, man. See, man, it was a good episode. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real good episode. I'm, I, I kind of still wanted to, you know, get you to say your top five, but you know, I understand where, where, where you that that debate gets really heated and stuff like that. You he know? he so. named them on the low. I, 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 I told you, he named at least no, four. No, <laughs> he he I, named them on the low. No, I could, no, I could <laughs> keep going. I could keep going. Yeah, it is too many because then you get, you know, Shaq. And I mean, like, who's going to stop Shaq? You know, like yeah. the late great Kobe Bryant. He's he's yeah. a dominant player. LeBron, like, yeah. well, no, I'm going to say this. Who's the best player in the NBA right now? Whew. The best player in the NBA right now. And you I mean, can you can count people that's hurt if that you know. Yep. Were you a Kyrie fan? Is that where you're going with that? No, no, no. Just <laughs> he KD. was going KD. KD. Oh, some, people, okay. some people think KD's the best player in them, so you know. Yeah, KD's really KD's really good. I mean, it's it's really really difficult not to say LeBron. Still, right. it is because of his because of his skill set. He does he does everything really well. And he keeps improving. He's a better passer than he was. He's a better shooter than he was. He's a better defender. He just keeps improving after what eighteen years in the league. So mm-hmm. it's 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 difficult not to say LeBron. Who who you think got next up? Katie. Katie. As long as he can, as long as he can come back. Um, I mean, Achilles is difficult to come back from. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if Giannis works on his jump shot. Man, because he's a, he's a freak of nature. Yeah, definitely for sure. He, yeah, Giannis, and I wanted the Bulls to draft Giannis. We had the opportunity. We were like two picks away from 
picking Giannis. People didn't believe in. I still got the tweets and everything, Jay. Like for me saying, "Hey, the Bulls, we need to get Giannis onto scoop to onto Tacumpo." You know, people that I was you know texting like that I was going to school with, are saying, "Who is Giannis? Like he ain't about to do nothing. He just tall. He real raw. Whatever." I'm like, dude, this dude is gonna be a a problem, man. Look what he's doing for the Bucks, man. That could be Chicago Bulls all over again. We probably would have won a. A title by now or something, let's, man. We let's, had Giannis. Let's, let's slow down. Let's slow. Down. <laughs> hey, man, I could I could dream, right? Have you? Hey, um, what do you think about? Uh, about I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a cowboy fan, Jay. You need a double hug. Yes, I do, <laughs> man. What do you think about Zion's uh, future? Oh man, that I'm looking up at the sky and it's the limit. That <laughs> yes, brother, he have is. You, have you seen him play in person? No, I think it's him okay. playing person. Got you. He's he's just he's amazing. He's he's see that's what I, that it, see and that goes back to the other thing. They're, they're just I want to be able to keep my mind clear and enjoy these 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 young men and don't sleep on the young ladies in college and in the WNBA too, mm. um, and just admire them and watch them for the the skills that they have and show me. I, I'm not trying to pick who's the best and who's this, just show me what you can do on a given night and let's just, let's just play. And I'll, I'll be, and I'm looking forward to doing your highlight in the morning. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to Asia Wilson, Las Vegas and then, Aces, AKA. Clearly you've seen more um, like games than us. Uh, is there like a game that stands out that you actually seen witness live? Like the, the best I haven't game? been to a whole lot of games. Oh, okay. No, I haven't. I mean, I've always been in the studio. Gotcha. Okay. The the one game that I did get to go to it was NBA Finals, um, the Heat and the Spurs. Game one in San Antonio um, when what year? there was no air conditioning. Was it thirteen uh, or fourteen? I think it was fourteen. Okay. Gotcha. No AC in the game. Oh my god. <laughs> I think I remember that because yeah, LeBron yeah. cramped up, right? That's did LeBron cramp up? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I do remember that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's Whoa! Cool. And it was, we were like, "Why is it so hot in here?" <laughs> <laughs> and then they made the announcement, like the AC was broken or something like that. We're like, "Oh, sure, the AC is broken." Right, exactly. This is this Lakers and Celtics all over again. This is yep, this is you already know it. Gamesmanship. Um, wow. Yeah, that's that's probably the one that sticks out for me that I've gotten to gotten to attend. Yeah. What determines like if you get to go to the game versus the studio? Your, your assignment. I mean, that that year, I, I got to do the NBA Finals. So I got to go on the road. Um, the, the people who do those sports in particular, uh, you know, they get to go to the locations. The, the hosts, like the hosts of the, the college football show, the NFL, and, you know, basketball shows, they get to go. So that, that determines it. Cool. Oh, CC, anything else? No, I got all the uh, – oh, What's your, I guess, just promote like all your, your social media. Yeah, stuff. definitely. For sure. Oh, okay. Um, Instagram and Twitter, Jay Harris, ESPN. Um, I have a Facebook page too. I have a couple of Facebook pages too. My regular page kind of turned into a fan page and then I created a fan page. Um, but you know, I think my picture is on both of them. But yeah, Jay Harris, ESPN on Instagram and Twitter. Just straight Jay Harris, no underscore. No, yeah. Straight Jay Harris, ESPN. I just followed you. Wow, pretty cool. You can help me get a blue check next to my name. You <laughs> <laughs> so silly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just fool. saying. <laughs> you a fool, Troy. You play all day. Look, listen. It looks pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. No, other than that, you know, good show, man. Yeah. College of Friendship, the University of Brotherly Love, the school I for the better you. making a man. I am Alpha Phi Alpha. Oh, hey, Harris. Alpha <laughs> Alpha. Hey, <laughs> we we started the podcast with House of Alpha. We got to end the podcast with the last verse of House of Alpha. So I'm sorry, Tro. We we have to do it. It's, it's symbolic in many ways. So you, you we, Right, you, you'll be all right, Tro. You'll be all right. <laughs> do what you got to do, man. Do what you. Yes, gotta sir. Do. Jay, hang around. Uh, we after we cut off the recording. Um, but yeah, guys, this is uh Jay Harris from ESPN. Um, 
I'm Mr. Profites be like C C Tro Tro Tro. <laughs> I want to get a reaction out of you. I want to get a I want to get a reaction out of you, man. You're ridiculous today, man. You know, man. I'll be outside with it sometimes. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening to this podcast. Of course, you know where to find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Profites Be Like. Also, check out our website, ProfitesBeLike.com. And if you haven't, hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit it now. And we're out of here.